just as I literally open my mouth to to start the podcast, the cat jumps up and trills. (laughs) She wanted to introduce Biampod. Yeah, little (laughs) Biamch. She is. She's so cute. Uh, Hello, everyone. We, I think this means we've done two episodes uh, in the space of a week. That's a miracle. Yeah, two, two in a in a roll. Oh look, Paul, your best friend's flying around the room. Oh, Jesus, the flies! I hate this time of year. I hate flies. Really hate flies. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I know we're we're running a bit late in terms of putting them out. But, yes, but at least we're getting them weekly. Yeah, it's better than. Not putting them out. Although it does mean our patrons aren't getting them early like they were. Yeah. So we will This is a start. It's just like the start of building up momentum again. Yes. uh, We're we're hopeful that we'll be all right the rest of the year, I think, mostly. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're not making any promises. No. (laughs) We're not. uh, We're not Ant Short and H who seem to... Yeah, I don't know how they do it. They're able to stay so regular. Oh, like, not in that flies way. Flies come at me. Go away. Oh, Penny sitting next to uh, me. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Given you know they're in different countries sometimes when they do episodes. Literally. I know. Uh, but you know, hats off to them for for achieving it. But then I suppose that's the the whole thing of being in a band. It's it's. Uh, I was going to say there's a lot of waiting around, isn't there? Yeah, if you're on tour. I wouldn't know, Paul. Um, No, I've never been in a band. No, uh, nor me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, so the plan is today, is we've got a bit of a grab bag, haven't we? Yes. We've got some letters about Less Is More. Yes. Well, we've got two letters about Less Is More and one letter about the Montreal Marillion Weekend, which has just, not just passed, but recently. Yes, and of course, Past. the Leicester weekends just happened. Oh my goodness, yes! But I guess it's too soon for people to write in about the Leicester weekend. Yes, but if you want Leicester to, Leicester is more. Yeah, very good. Uh, if you want to, beampod at gmail dot com. We'd like to hear what people made of it, given that we didn't go. Our mates went. Yeah, I didn't even talk to they them. They haven't about it. mentioned how they. Are found we being it? stupid? It was this weekend, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, Look, trust, I I don't trust myself. I need to check now. Okay, you check uh, while I move my, my microphone stand slightly. Uh, right, so it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was this. I thought, I thought it was bigger was than being doing... I really quiet yeah, about I, it. I thought it was bigger than doing the Leicester weekend the week after Montreal. Uh, oh god oh yes okay yeah no they probably they probably still have jet lag we don't want to go do we i mean it's not excuse me speak for yourself the other night you were like i think we said oh is it the leicester weekend this weekend because again we were confused and then and you were like oh would you go or something like that and i said i'd go i'd go for the saturday night for sure yeah i don't know I, i i guess I mean, I love those set lists, and I like I like the cut down set lists that yeah. they've done for the two day weekends. I just I think it's just being knackered at the moment. That's that's what it. Yes, down you're particularly to. burnt out at the moment. And Leicester last time we went, 
you know, I know you and I were both coming down with something. And so yeah. we consequently, that third day was really hard work for oh, us. Oh, the first two days, easy as pie. And then the third day, we just crashed massively. Yeah, big Because time. we were coming down with something, but we didn't know it. God, we always complain on this podcast. It's all we <laughs> it do. just it wouldn't be bien pod uh, without the health whinging. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's cast a little bit of a... Oh, really? The thing is, I had such a great Saturday night in particular. it was awesome. It was was perfect weather. We sat outside. I loved the location. The only thing that isn't as good for me as Holland is that you can't just go back to your chalet with your mates and chat. Like, there's no Mm. central location, which the good thing is about if it's nice weather... um, the where the gig is there was that outside area which, which was is nice. really nice it was yeah. really lovely to sit in there there were tables uh there was a little bar uh it was kind of in a big park that was a great location but if it if it was raining or anything like that yeah. um you wouldn't quite have the same atmosphere i imagine so yeah i'm i did miss having a base to go back to, which I guess like if you hire an Airbnb, like a whole house, you could maybe have that same experience again. I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky to know. I mean, I I think because our mates are very big on Poland and kind of like, oh, Poland's as great as Port Zealand and blah, blah, blah. And they seem to have had, you know, fantastic times in Poland Mm. when they've been. Yeah, everyone we've spoken to that's been to Poland has loved it. Yeah. But the thing is, for me, a big part of it is that chalet, that we're all in it together. We've not got separate hotel rooms. You know, okay, we've got a room if we need to go and disappear and have some quiet time for a bit. But it, 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 I don't know if I want to spend my whole time in bars. I think <laughs> for me at my advanced years now, I like the kind of relative quiet of, of going back to the chalet at Port Zealand mm. and being able to just chat and have a drink in relative privacy without sort of being overwhelmed by sort of hundreds and hundreds of people all around you and noise mm. and stuff. And I think... Yeah. Which I guess Leicester was a tiny bit like that because yeah. you could only meet up with people in pubs or restaurants or cafes, I suppose. Yeah. Which are all quite noisy and busy environments. Yeah, that's it ultimately, I think. That's what slightly puts me off is that it's basically two days as it is now rather than three days. At least it's only two days, though. Yeah, which is more manageable. Which, I mean, I don't mean to say that like, or I don't like the gigs. It's more (laughs) like like energy energy management-wise. Yeah, and it is that whole, you know, I don't really want to do two stroke three days of just sitting in pubs. You know, I want to be able to go back and chill for a bit. That's why we got through Port Zealand this year, you know, is, is you know, the best we ever felt at Port Zealand. But it was just the fact that we don't, you know, like I did when I was younger, perhaps sort of really cane it and kind of, oh, yeah, got to go to the Adventure Factory, got to make sure we catch every gig and, you know, support band and get the whole thing, the experience, realising now that the experience isn't just that. It mm. is what you make the experience. So yeah. so I don't know. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, I just to sort oh, of say... Oh, because we thought it was Leicester this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just to say so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious about Poland, uh, given our mates talk about it a lot. 
but it, I don't know. I just can't see anything topping Port Zealand. Hmm. That's still the flagship one for me. But I did enjoy, like, we went to Wolverhampton one year just for a night. That was so much fun. Oh, one night, but that's one night is like a gig, isn't yeah. it? It's like yeah, but a gig, a but then gig. you stay over as well instead of going home at the yeah. end of the night. You know, we managed the, the Hammersmith two nights. Yeah, we did. But then again, we got to come home, those nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally home. Uh, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. But anyway... Uh, I hope everyone has a lot of fun in Leicester. And yeah, write to us about it and, and uh, tell us how it went. Yeah. 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 So we're talking, um, we're, we're talking some Leicester's More Letters, the Montreal Weekend Letter. Uh, we also had a watch of the live from Cadogan Hall live Cadogan. show. I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> I'm joking. I have no idea either. <sighs> Uh, we did. We had, we had quite a Marillion-y week. No, it wasn't Marillion-y. We had half Marillion <laughs> and then half we decided to follow through on one of Paul's suggestions. Follow through, for is, a- follow through being, being the <laughs> oh, appropriate oh. phrase. <laughs> no, because then when they hear what it's about, that's going to sound really mean. Uh, yes, we decided because uh, we thought uh we need to talk you know some some of the 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 other solo projects because i think two thousand two two okay uh, you're right there drunk already 2009 also had the second wishing tree album Mm -hmm. uh, and it also had the third transatlantic album the whirlwind so we thought yes we thought we would watch the live show of the whirlwind yes to be fair, it was because I just needed encouragement to listen to it. And I thought, if we have it on the TV and we're together and we can kind of chat about it, it makes it easier to concentrate on. That sounds so mean. But look, that's just the fact of the matter. It's not about them. It's not them. It's me. So I, I okay. requested Is assistance it? with it? listening to well, 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 well. But uh, well, yeah, it well, turns well. out I wasn't the one that had the, the most uh, difficulty with it in the oh, end. Oh, we'll see. We'll get to that. Basically, it, that's coming up later on. Well, let, let's, let's get to that at the end because we, in real time, we recorded, recorded. Recorded. I know. Please, please. I'm a very <laughs> tired man. We recorded uh, voice notes as we were watching it. Uh, for the amount that we managed to watch. <laughs> it's really bad, isn't it? It's really bad. Uh, but I don't want to talk about it yet. I will, we'll get to Transatlantic's yes. The Whirlwind. We did start off with watching Marillion live at Sea Hall. Don't call it that. That doesn't sound... Why? Well, <laughs> Sea Word has certain connotations, doesn't it? Sea Hall. <laughs> Cad Hall. Cadogan Hall. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, where were we? Yes. So we watched it, mm. uh, which if it's a very unique sort of show, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, I'm glad they recorded that. I mean, they, they they filmed something on every tour, but I'm really glad they did because it was a sort of real moment in Meridian history that I'll be surprised if it happens again. Uh, and they, those of you who don't know about the Less Is More tour, they would come out as is their want, and play the whole album and then some other tracks. And all, <laughs> all it did for me, uh, it, it basically just confirmed my feelings about which tracks I liked from the album and which ones I didn't. 
really. There was there was nothing, nothing. changed your mind. No, if if anything, it the the ones I liked, I liked more. Oh. Uh, and then one such as Quartz, it just sort of showed what a dog's dinner that was. Oh. Well, it was. It, it is. Sorry, that, that version of Quartz is a lovely guitar solo married to just, just I don't know, five minutes beforehand of, of garbage. Oh. <laughs> it's a real mess of a, a reworking. It really is. Come on. You don't feel outraged and go paul you you agree with me there's only once there's only space for one hater at a time on this Is podcast there? okay well we'll see if that happens when we get to transatlantic <laughs> shall we oh, no. uh, <laughs> uh yeah that that i don't know i don't know what they were thinking and interior lulu kind of suffers from it a little bit but slightly less so uh of you know it's all well and good kind of condensing uh, uh an epic down into you know, an acoustic reworking. But if you're going to, I don't know, it's sort of, they cease to be songs as well because none of the bits, particularly in quartz, feel like they kind of have that rep- repetition. You know, in the way you'll get verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle mm, eight. Callbacks. Call, yeah. Kind of like sonic callbacks. Well, I don't think they're called that. They, You know, it's just the traditional songwriting structure. But, you know, instead you kind of just get these weird bits that don't, return and it just moves into another bit so it's just real patchwork quartz Mm. um acoustically yeah and you hate the uh go on go on go on about the glockenspiel go on go on on, talk about pete's Pete's attempts at recreating his baseline i don't why are you being all nice about it when we watched it you were like yeah rewind that bit i have to see it because i hate it that's what you said (laughs) rewind it i have to see how much i hate it no, okay, listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah. Linda, it's it wasn't an overall disdain for the Glockenspiel. It was just at the beginning of Quartz that I didn't like it. Right. Because I really, really love the bass in that section. Yeah. So substituting it with the Glockenspiel, it just didn't sound right. But... It sounded nice in other songs and other parts. Okay. It yeah, was just that okay. section. I was just like, not my favourite. Yeah. All right. They're, they uh, very... But, sorry, yes. I just want to say, what a gig, though. I wish I'd been there. Yeah, it That was is really such cool a gig. unique experience, and the setting looked amazing. Yeah, which it was, it was recorded, I think, at the beginning of December 2009. So, oh, wow. It, yeah, there was that, a big Christmas yeah. tree that lit up at one point. It had a Christmassy sort of vibe to it, didn't it? Yeah. With, with H doing his uh, quiet voice in between songs. <laughs> the <laughs> quiet know, voice. If, if you know what I'm talking about, his quiet We're voice. just here doing a quiet podcast. Yeah. And talking about the songs of Life from Cadogan Hall. But hats off to them as well for playing as far as I know, most, if not all, of the acoustic instruments live. There was sort of, didn't seem yeah, like there were many. I know. Of, Pete looked like he was yeah. really concentrating yeah, on really that glockenspiel. It's like, oh, you can't move your hand even a millimetre to the left or right. Yeah. And that, what was the thing at H? Was that the auto harp or the dulcimer? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. The thing that H plays. Uh, yeah, the, the, it's yeah. like the sort of innards of a piano. Yeah. Uh, amazing, really. It that was they really were doing cool. that they had to learn how to to play those mm. for that tour. Because I mean, you know, yeah, okay, they probably had to learn how to play them for the album, but there's less 
pressure to kind of have to know that instrument sort of properly. Yeah, if you're not playing it <laughs> yeah. live. All you have to do is get it once and <laughs> recorded. You can you you know you can mess up as many times as you like as long as it's being being recorded by Mike Hunter in his yeah. little room. Yeah, so it was a really unique looking gig and I think whoever whoever was there really must have felt like they were taking part in a piece of Marillion history. Yes. Cuz they haven't they haven't done one like that since, have they? No, no. I mean, we've had uh, Marillion Weekend sort of an acoustic interlude. What, yeah, that's yeah. true. Was that 2015? I can't remember where the band kind of came to. That was really cool. In the middle. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it seems unlikely at this stage that they'd do another acoustic album. Not that I necessarily want them to. but uh, Oh, okay then. Well, well when. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I can pretend, wow. but I don't really. It's not really what I want. Yeah, unless it was new songs done in oh, that okay. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather have new music, if I'm honest. But I get get it as a sort of stopgap, and it gave us a tour that was a it was a unique tour, mm. uh, which I appreciate. Yeah, uh, fair enough. So yeah, there we go. That was that. Uh, well, yes, we also watched the latest Marillion Monthly, which is a. a Bumper oh yeah, we episode. did. We really had a Marillion weekend. Yeah, Marillion heavy weekend. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was a, a bumper ep with H. Yeah, that was great. The ending. <laughs> what with the cows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of cow noise on. The... It was like he got more and more ADHD as the episode went on. Yeah, it did. Seem he started like, off yeah. like really calm and grown up. It seemed and, to drift. And by the end, yeah. <laughs> Which the big revelation for me was there's a there's a great bit where they go up to the the loft. In the oh my god, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I want them to bring. I mean, as if I don't know if it would ever be possible, but you know, uh, there was one weekend where they had like a museum. Uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Can we explain what it was before you go off on your whole? Oh, yeah. I want those things. Basically, all of H's stage clothes are up in the loft. Yeah. Along with some of Mark Kelly's, it seems, as well. So, anyway. Now. Yes. Yeah, and I just thought that once once upon a time, uh, we went to a Marillion weekend and there was, like, a room set aside as a little museum and they had all photos. The Marillion Museum, yeah, they did that a lot of Marillion weekends. Oh, well, I've only been to it once. Anyway, wouldn't it be cool to have the stage clothes on display? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I love... How cool would that be? Andy Rotherham. Uh, used to do the Marillion Museum, and it was always a highlight for me of the Marillion weekends. I think he stopped doing them because he felt it sort of shared everything. But then when you, yeah, they went up in the loft, and it's like, wow, there's still loads more. Yeah, that, that oh, I, I love seeing like costumes and clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But what was really cool for me was the fact that Mark Kelly's uh, Saliva Tears tour outfit was there. So it was the monk's robes with the eye on the back. Oh yes. But if I remember, fish. Uh, also has his outfit, I think, from that tour because he sort of showed it off on Facebook. So, you know, if they ever wanted, yeah, they've got two of those. They could just go back out and do the Saliva Tears tour again in the same stage. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a terrible outfit, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, talking to fish, we watched a bit of Fish on Friday, which was actually really interesting, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, he was talking about. Well, the he found it found because oh, video. Yeah, because he's been sorting stuff out because they're moving uh, off to the the Western Isles. They uh, and he, so he's been going through 
all his old boxes of stuff and memorabilia, which clearly, uh, yeah, and I think that's partly because it's it's his plan once again, as it has been for the last forty years, to write his his memoir when he's in the Western Isles. We'll see. Um, but he uh, he'd found the treatment for the Punch and Judy music video, which. Uh, those of you who are of a certain vintage will know they never did a video for Punch and Judy. And he was talking about, I mean, by the way, Fish, please don't threaten to sue us for me telling this. Go for what, you know, if, am I even allowed to talk about this? I, I don't know. It's on YouTube. So Go as long as you say where the sor- yes. source material is. Yes. Anyway, there was there was a treatment Which for was, potential. What's the his YouTube channel called? Fish on Fridays or just Fish? Fish on Friday. I don't know. Fish on I don't know. If we you found search for Fish on Fridays on YouTube and look for what month are we in? May, May. What day was it? Oh, whatever. I don't know. Last like around <laughs> sometime in May. <laughs> Brilliant. Sometime in May twenty twenty three. Yeah. You'll anyway, find the episode. Anyway, fish. <laughs> bring it on that's what i say bring it on (laughs) no you don't you don't want him to do that no i don't but you know his bark's worse than his bite possibly (laughs) uh well what was i saying anyway yeah so but the he was sort of saying how um the treatment he said oh you couldn't do this anymore because basically oh that's right it it was it was uh I guess what would have been the chorus bits of the music video was was a boxing match between a man and a woman and the woman getting beaten up. And he was like, oh, you couldn't do this anymore. I'm not sure you could even do it in 1984, Fish. It seemed very violent, what was being described in the in the, the, the video treatment, the story outline, such as it was. Also, it sounded like, as uh, as Marillion videos go, a very high-budget one because it, it had... Mm. It yeah, had but that the... wasn't the finished product. This was just, like, the the idea that they wanted to create. Well, this was yeah, the ideal. True. Well, the finished product didn't happen, so that, that was yeah. how much budget they had for that. But, yeah, it was the band playing in a, a an apartment and then there would be another apartment next door which was all in black and white but it was filmed in Oh and then the colour. bride and groom come in. Yeah, the bride and groom everything in the that apartment was black and white including the bride and groom's clothing and makeup and then every now and then the wall would fall down and the bride and groom would find themselves in a boxing ring punching each other while while fish in the band rehearsed was, in the room next was door. Was fish like a uh, the oh, commentator. Yeah. He'd also, something. yeah, the band what are they would be. So yeah, very, it was really funny because the treatment sort of said, you know, all fish is prowling like he owns the. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Owns the ring. Uh, was the, and, and other members of the band are like <laughs> taking bets. <laughs> we're also there. <laughs> yeah, we're also there. Yeah, basically. So anyway, so that was interesting. Yeah, it um, really was. That was just like absolute, uh, just a lucky chance that you turned it. The yeah. video on at that point because it was sort, a live yeah, video. Sort of given up with Fish on Friday because every time I tune in, he's I don't know, he's just I don't know. He's it, it. look, you know, if you've listened to Fish on Friday, you know what I'm talking about. So I'd sort of given up on it, but it. I was glad we got that bit. Yeah, uh, we didn't continue watching after that. We um, we, we turned on live from Cadogan Hall. Yeah, Cadogan. Cadogan. Uh so should we do some letters before oh, yeah. we, we move on to Transatlantic? Okay. Should we do the Montreal letter first? Yes. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? Oh, you can have the honour. Oh, that's very kind. 
So it was our friend Daniel Hamby. Hamble. Hamble. He has asked for a new nickname at the end. What? Why doesn't he like Hamble? No, there's a reason, but you can read the letter to find out. All right. Um, Went on his first ever Marillion weekend, and it just so happened to be in Montreal. Yeah, all right. So he says, I just experienced my first Marillion weekend in Montreal, and I want to tell you all about it, smiley face emoji. Buckle up. This will be a long one. Sorry, Pedantony. Pedantony, we need to get back on. I know. Yeah. It's been ages. Uh, on the Friday, I got in about 30 minutes before the opening act and soaked it all in. Then I got tapped on the shoulder from someone asking if I wanted to stand with him and his friend. David Hussey and Oren, by the way, and it made my weekend. My experience on Friday was somewhat tainted because I forgot earplugs, rookie mistake, but I still loved it. The set list is exactly the same as Port Zealand, but I thought I'd put it uh, in here in case you had forgotten. So he's listed that um, and I won't bother reading that out. Highlights were hearing my favourite song live, Fantastic Place, the epic sing-alongs that were No One Can, the end section of The Leavers and Three Minute Boy. Gotta say, No One Can always goes down well, doesn't yeah. it? It always goes down well, given it was a song that, you know, it has seemed to be creeping into set lists again a bit. Oh, and of rock. course it was on live at Cadogan Hall. Um, acoustic version. Yeah. That was pretty cool as well. Was it? I've forgotten that, was it? Oh no, now you're making me doubt my own memory. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> I can't remember, was it? I think it was. Uh, 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 was it no, it wasn't no one can, it was the one from Oh Marvel. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't, you're right. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, Samuel. What are you talking about? <laughs> it wasn't on live from Cadogan Hall. Okay, let's Forget move on. That. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> ah, um, but the biggest highlight, H playing as the first verse and chorus of Montreal solo before launching into Three Minute Boy. Quite right too. Uh, hearing the song about the city I grew up in being played was truly cathartic and emotional experience. This strange engine was also incredible. How H nailed the end, I don't know. He's a marvel. Oh, and H improvised a song about how his piano was broken after the party and made us all laugh. On to the Saturday show. Hearing the new album front to back was incredible. The new version, oh sorry, the version of Be Hard On Yourself was epic and greatly enhanced by the light show and the speech by Carl Sagan at the beginning. From Crow and the Nightingale onwards, I was an emotional wreck. Here's what I wrote to a close friend directly after the show. The back half of the album made me go through all sorts of emotions, from awestruck wonder during Crow and the Nightingale to all-out joy during Sierra Leone to crying my eyes out during the last section of Care. By the end of Care, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Then they went off, allowing us to dry our, our eyes until we were all emotional again during Estonia. Then another beautiful song, Afraid of Sunlight. Steve nailed every note. Stunning. Then to close the main set, they chose the epic sing-along Go. We all sang along for the Wide Awake at the Edge of the World line, a truly cathartic experience. The first encore started and a recording of the string intro to the space started playing. Again, H aced it. it I was stunned. It was pretty much perfect. The last song of the night was an all-out dance and clap-a-thon that is separated out. Perfection. In hindsight, I would have swapped the last song out for Man of a Thousand Faces, but still an awesome set list. It's time for Sunday. Having a look at the Port Zealand set list at the time, I knew it would be the rarities night, but I'd forgotten what they were playing. Before the gig, Fiona Veravis appeared out of the blue. 
She is absolutely lovely. You'd have liked that, Aww. wouldn't you? Fiona appearing to you out of the blue. Yes. Well, she was standing in front of us last year in Leicester. And was, that... it, was it out of the blue? Was it out of the blue, Sanya? Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> was it fully expected? No. Oh, anyway. missed out. Uh, I really enjoyed the show. By this point, my legs were killing me. Oh, thank God someone else gets achy at Meridian gigs on Meridian weekends. Did I care? Not one bit. Despite me not knowing all the songs, I loved hearing all the rarities. I especially loved Hollow Man, Afraid of Sunrise and Sugar Mice, which, of course, was an epic sing-along. We were all dancing and clapping to Fruit of the Wild Rose, Map of the World. The crowd was having a lot of fun, myself included. Once the last chords of A Few Words for the Dead were played, I took out my earplugs and then quickly put back in once Garden Party started, which, of course, we didn't get in Port Zealand. You sound outraged. Disappointed. Would have been nice. Don't you think? Anyway, a perfect end to an awesome weekend. After the show, a group photo of everyone was taken and David very kindly put me on his shoulders. Uh, oh, and he sent us a photo of him on David's shoulders. Uh, I was then taken back to an exclusive bar. As I was chatting to people, Mark Special K Kelly showed up. Special K, isn't that a drug reference? I, think it I is. don't know. It's ketamine, isn't it? How, well, how do you know, Paul? Because I'm a wildly wise man. Are you now? You look at me as if, like, I would have ever taken ketamine. Do I? Please. Um, yes, if if anyone has forgotten, last week Daniel explained how H had invited him to, uh, to celebrate his birthday yes. backstage because he, he's a patron. Yes. Yeah. I mean, our patrons don't get that kind of special treatment, do they, from us? Well, maybe you need to have more birthdays, Paul. Me? Yes. Yeah, the flies have gone insane in here. But well, there's way. only Go one, away. but it no, has gone two. insane. Punch it in the eyes. So it was uh, chatting to Mark Special K. Kelly, uh, he was lovely. Then Pete showed up. Pete, Pete, Pete. He gave me a hug. I never realised he wasn't very tall. <laughs> My height, five foot three. How do you not know Pete's not tall? That's like Pete's main thing. Oh, Paul! What? His, his main thing is the playing the bass. Very low to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the legend himself appeared. I'm assuming he means H. After a few failed attempts, we finally got a decent picture together. I was completely and utterly starstruck. They were everything I had hoped for. Kind, funny, self-depreciating. I'm delighted and incredibly grateful to have met them. Final little thing, H forgot my birthday card at the hotel, typical H, so I met him late uh, today and I got the card, along with a guitar pick and the purple pin. Aww. Overall impressions were that it was amazing. Marillion fans aren't just a fan base, they are a family, and I am honoured to be a part of it. Thank you for reading my ramblings. Hope to meet you both in person someday. Take care, Daniel Hamble. Hamby. <laughs> he says, uh, my birthday is May the 16th, so I'd like my nickname to be Mr. Taurus in honour of the line from the song somewhere else. No. no. Oh, what, you're saying no to that? You don't get a cool nickname. Paul. No, the... sorry, Daniel. No. Other people have cool nicknames. Who? Who? We've got... Um... Yeah, no. Well, I'll tell you when I hear them. Well, no. Sorry. Also, he doesn't. you don't get to pick your own nickname. No. Sorry, Daniel. No. <laughs> No. Wow. Wow, Paul. Campbell. Now and forever. They probably don't even get play school in... Well, look it up online. Look up Hamble the creepy doll from play school. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 
deal with it, Daniel. Sorry, no, you don't get to be Mr. Taurus just because you infatuate well, it's with It's just H. been his birthday. You can't have an attitude. Happy like birthday. That. Happy birthday, but you Mr. don't get Taurus. to change it. But no, happy birthday, Hamble. That's it. That's it. He's had enough for his birthday. <laughs> All that special treatment. We do a podcast. We don't get that special treatment. Oh, and I'm a patron. Oh, my goodness. And I'm Here an H patron. Here we go. I don't get any special treatment. <laughs> what have I had? You've had an interview. Well, whoopee-doo. Helping him promote his own career. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a bit of... Um, those of you who are H patrons, there was evidently a little bit of controversy about H pointing an AK-47 at the crowd um, during a few words for the dead. Oh, uh, yeah. Because of obviously there were some American fans there who uh, perhaps it would seem had had some sort of experience of, of gun violence in America. Uh, and as H uh, in his statement that he released the patrons sort of said, you know, it's something we don't tend to think about in the UK. So you don't... Th- think of uh, the ramifications. I mean, I would say I probably would have thought of the ramifications, but then I'm not H, so uh, don't give me that look. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Don't give me that look. Would Would you have gone to America and gone, you know what, it'd be a good thing to do, point a gun at the audience. Do you... Or America, Canada. Okay, would Can- you? Yeah, well, Canada. Well, you know, you're doing the North American. Canada's got different laws. You, you know, where you're doing the North American weekend, where American fans are going to be there. Not, you know, from the United States of America. Would you have gone on stage and pointed a gun at the audience, even if it's a fake gun made out of rubber <laughs> or whatever? Uh, rubber gun. <laughs> That's a okay. <laughs> Odd. That's about. really odd. <laughs> What's odd about it? What's odd? It's floppy. Wouldn't it be a rubber gun? Odd rubber. You get like like a tire made out of tire material. I think we're my, my, <laughs> made out of slightly, tank. Made out of tank wheels. I slightly be getting off the. They do well for the record. They do make prop guns out of rubber. Oh, right. Because uh, they're the ones that have to be dropped so they don't break. Ah, I see. Rubber doesn't have to be floppy rubber. Yeah, like tyre ty- tire material. Just hard rubber, Sanya. Yeah, tyre material have you is ever hard had, rubber. Have you ever had an eraser? Is, is that floppy? Yeah, I wouldn't make a gun out of an eraser, Well, though. yeah, but think, an eraser, gun-sized. That would be. That would be. Or if you make a big hard. mistake. Well, yeah. Like pointing it at an audience, just rubbing <laughs> yeah. out. What a shame! You couldn't have done that with his rubber gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, we're not really. Should we be laughing about no, this? That... Why are you laughing about this, Sanya? It's just really. It's unbelievable. It's a really serious. It's a really serious topic. Gun. You need to stop laughing about it. It's a really serious topic. Stop laughing about it. Why do you find it so funny? It's inappropriate. Please stop. Why are you giving me that look? <laughs> That's a really weird face. Yeah, I was just waiting to see how far you'd go. Um. Yeah. I. I yeah. I'd be honest. Would you? I'm serious. I, I mean, question. I don't. I don't know. Well, I think it's hard to say. It, if it happened, it happened. 
<laughs> what a great answer. No. <laughs> what a great no, answer. What I mean to say is like, oh, if you were that apple on that branch of that tree and a storm came and the wind blew really strongly, would you be the apple that fell to the ground? I don't uh, does know. What does that mean? It's like if the circumstances, that if the events aligned, then... They obviously aligned in a certain way that it happened. I mean, I'm guessing, yeah, the song is about peace. I don't think, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I don't think that it was done intentionally to scare the audience. Of course it wasn't. He wasn't, no, of course it wasn't. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, and let's um, face it, back in back in the, you know, fish era, he used to pretend to machine gun the audience, didn't he? With his, with his, <laughs> Did my, he? Well, yeah, with his microphone stand. He pretend, you, pretend to machine gun the yeah, audience. with his, with his microphone stand. Oh, yes, stand. yes, Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Sons. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, and the KLF at the Brit Awards once literally did fire blanks into the audience um, and with a machine gun and left a dead sheep in the foyer. A, a real sheep? Yeah. Why? It was because they were, their whole thing was, you know, art terrorists. And they, it was some sort of artistic statement about the music industry. Same as when they burnt a million pounds. Oh. Look up the KLF. If oh yeah, I've heard know. about the million pound yeah. thing. I think we might have mentioned it on I'm this podcast before. Um, but yeah, I you know it's like that. What can I say? It's I don't I don't believe that H was doing it to scare people or in any kind of. You know, it was just, it just happened. It was an artistic statement that he he didn't kind of foresee that perhaps there were people in the audience that it might have had an emotional impact on. Yeah. Things like that happen all the time. Yeah. I mean, I thought, you know, it's easy to make a mistake like that. His apology was very good, I thought. Yeah. It's easy to make a mistake because you don't know what people's history is. And so. Uh, we've all I'm sure we've all done it unless unless you just want to be silent all your life and never say anything and never do anything you know it's easy to accidentally offend people mm. so what what do you what are we meant to do well you sound I guess you just apologize like defe- for sound it like you're defending yourself <laughs> against future infractions well <laughs> Well, maybe, yeah, or past infractions or future infractions. It's like it's just too easy because if you're not, you don't know what's going to affect someone. So, sorry, let me just see if I can get this right. What you're effectively saying is you can't say anything these days. <laughs> no. That, that, that's what your argument boils down to. You can't say anything these no, days without I'm, upsetting someone. What is I'm that what sa- you're saying? No, what I'm saying <laughs> is is it it it's natural that people get upset in the world when there's so many people. I'm saying this in such a clunky way. What you can do is see their point of view and apologise if it's befitting for the situation and make amends for it. What else can you do? I mean, what else can you do? No, no, what I'm saying is it's not so much the making of the mistake that's important. It's the how you respond to the making of yes, the mistake. There you go. There you go. A thousand years later we got there. No, I think I think that's I think you're right. I think that's it. You know, yeah, we're that's fr- what I meant. Well, it's like that- you can't live life without making mistakes. It's just part of life. Are you are you quoting the song from Less Is More? Am I? You literally just quoted the song It's Did Not I? Your Fault. 
You can't live life without making mistakes. Oh my God. What? No way. <laughs> well, that went in. Excellent. Anyway, moving on. Uh, talking of less is more. Do you want to read the next letter? Yeah. Oh, helicopters circling. They're coming uh, to get us. They're coming to get us. All right. So, should I wait? No. Uh, this is from Ben Percy. Yeah. Ben Percy. Yeah, ben Percy hasn't got a nickname yet. Yeah. Um, well, there is the... Dennis Percival. Well, yes. Well, that, that my dad's name. And was, our car's name. Yes, in, in honour of my dad, was Percy. When I was uh, a youth... Um, <laughs> yes. I, I once angered him. Uh, by dancing around him going, Dennis Percival, Dennis Percival, Dennis Percival, Dennis Percival, Dennis Percival, Dennis Percival. I mean, what an annoying little shit. <laughs> and uh, how did and he, he respond he to that? He say, that's enough. And then, <laughs> which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. And then uh, my mother's reaction was, well, it is your name, Dennis. <laughs> which just about sums up our relationship the three of us there you know i would do something well wherein i was a little shit to annoy my dad my dad would get his uh lose his temper and my mum would have a go at my dad <laughs> which is why i'm so precocious <laughs> oh oh dear right so, so percy no we haven't got a name well there's the whole phrase point percy at the porcelain isn't there what uh, does that mean have a wee Oh, okay. We, we, saw, I've never, pit, I've we never... saw a pit, big pig having a wee yesterday. Oh, my we? goodness. It weed for about half an hour. It was the biggest I've pig never... I've ever seen. And it was a big pig. Uh, I think it might have been pregnant. Really? Or had just No, given it was birth. just the sheer size. The length. Yeah, it had pigs a lot don't of get pig, Pigs don't get longer when they're pregnant. It had they're a not lot like of... a concertina. Can not you imagine? Can you imagine? Just stretches out, takes up the whole field. Yeah. yeah, but she had a lot of teats. Like I've never seen so many teats in my life. And then she did this wee that came out like a fountain. Well, I think then we know what, what that pig was pregnant with. Piss. Yeah, well, it went on for about half an hour, didn't it? It did. It was a. It was the longest piss I've ever witnessed any living thing do. <laughs> I didn't know it was we, we, we filmed thought, the whole thing. And then I thought to myself... Was she holding that in for? I wonder, how, like, I wonder how long she was holding that in for. Yeah, must must have been really uncomfortable. And she did do her like a really relieved face as well. Do you remember? Really, her face was pointing up with her mouth open. She was like, "Ah." And uh, you commented about how the piss came out differently to what you expected, didn't it? It was like it was a like a very thick stream. Yeah, but you like thought in a, an arching you, fountain. <laughs> you thought it was going to come out a bit more forward or down, straight down. Yeah, I thought it would go straight down, straight out the back. Yeah, it, uh, a fountain out. It looked like it was a fountain out of a bomb. But how I mean, many listeners do you think we've lost in the last five minutes? A lot. Yeah, sorry everyone. Uh, on to on to Percy Percy Pig. Um, no, that's not a nice nickname. Why? Because no one wants to be called a pig. They're my favourite sweets, Percy Pigs. Ben, well, then, I don't know if you're from the UK, then but call Mark's... Ben your favourite sweet. Call him Sweetie. Sounds a bit dodgy as well. Why? Sweetie. What's wrong mm. with Sweetie? Okay, this fly is gonna is is gonna fill my wrath. It came right in my face. Did you see that? Uh, it's provoking uh, you. My God, why why do they come in the house all the time? Why don't the cats catch them? Oh, anyone, 
have you got any tips for us to get rid of these big fat flies? Fly screens. I mean, I'm... Oh. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Fly screens. Yeah, I've never seen any houses with fly screens in the UK. Like, nearly every house has them in Sydney. Yeah, people used to have them in the, in the UK in the 70s, the long kind of coloured strips that would hang down. Oh, Everyone's no, we'd actually have screens those. over our windows and... For example, our back door, we'd have the door, the mm. big glass door, and then another door made of just mesh. Yeah, I don't know what a fly screen is, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want to go further and explain well, what a door like is? Strips so we have these things that are like, like holes in walls that people <laughs> are able to like they walk through to get in and out of the house. And you can open it or close it. Yeah. Um, sorry, we were trying to come up with a name for Percy. Ben sweetie. Percy. Sweetie. Sweetie. Oh, sweetie. Ben Sweetie Percy. I'm still not sure. Ben Sweetie. I'm really not sure about Sweetie. Why? Okay. What's wrong with it? I don't know. It's a nice nickname. It doesn't sit comfortably with me. Anyway. What's better than pig? Percy the Percy Pig. What about car? No, that's really niche. Transformer. What what? Are you talking about? Well, because you know, cars are trans- transformers are cars and men. Are you just free associating transformers? Percy are cars. is the name of our car. Our car. Yes, he doesn't exactly. get to be named after our car. Why not? Because our car is named after my dad. Oh, sweetie, then. Fine. <clears throat> ben Kenobi. Ben Sweet Nobi. Pig Nobi. <laughs> okay, just because. It's really funny. <laughs> okay, I get to call him Ben Pignobi, yeah? <laughs> oh my God, I hope people are still listening. <laughs> no, no, we lost them all with the pig pissing. <laughs> Frankly. <laughs> the, the 10 minutes of you doing an, an orgasmic face while impersonating a pig having a piss. I mean, thankfully, they couldn't see that on the podcast. They did not. <laughs> you were doing... Oh. That's what the pig was doing. <laughs> well, that's what I say. You did were impersonating. Did you not see her face? Hence what I said. You were impersonating the pig. Oh, anyway, let's get on with this letter. The pig's piss face. Right. This may be a bit late to be included in Letters is More, but you may be... Start that again. <laughs> This this may be a bit late to be included in Letters is More episode you may be doing, but no, I just I'm wanted reading to let you know it. how Letters is More on my Marillion relationship. No, stop. You can't catch your flies. No, to start with, his second, start with his second paragraph. I've read the first one really quickly. My favourite era is 1987 to 1995. If really pushed to choose albums, Clutching, Seasons, Holidays, Brave and Afraid of Sunlight are damn near perfect. This strange engine had good and bad songs and from then on, each album followed a similar pattern. Radiation has some real cracking tunes, for example, Under the Sun, Three Minute Boy, Born to Run, etc., Marbles, excluding drilling holes, is superb. But when Somewhere Else came out, I was, for the very first time, disappointed with Marillion. Then, Happiness is the Road. Found. <laughs> is that just having a stroke? <laughs> then Happiness is the Road, I found. I found. 
Then, <laughs> happiness is the road I found as disappointing as somewhere else. Yes, some nice bits here and there, but a struggle and a slog to listen to both discs. Hogarth vo vocals lost in the mix on too many songs, mumbled pieces. Wow. Oh, I'm going to start that sentence again. No, just carry on. <sighs> Hogarth vocals lost in the mix on too many songs, mumbled pieces. Nope, not for me. So when I heard about Less Is More, I was half intrigued, half half-hearted, and half can I be asked. Yes, it that is three halves. The other half, perhaps? Anyway, Less Is More was just wow. I loved it, minus Interior Lulu. Out of This World is transformed and almost more ghostly. Hard as Love is better like this, stripped of its rock song vibe. Go is brilliant. I really love It's Not Your Fault, like the piano version of Afraid of Sunlight, H did. It just is... Well, wow, you're really struggling today, aren't heart you? Heartstring. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> you're only getting the bits I've left in. Imagine how bad Sonia's attempt to read this letter was after uh, pre-editing. Start, okay. Wow. I'm leaving it all in, the clapping, everything. No. Clapping, I really... like, clapping like a drunk seal over there. <laughs> I really love It's Not Your Fault. Like I like the piano version of Afraid of Sunlight. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, like, I like the piano version of Afraid of Sunlight, H did. It just is a full-on heartstrings tug of a song. So for me, Less is a boomerang album. I was at the outer reaches of my love for Marillion at that time, and this album took me back to the centre of it again. Something different. This plus the Cadogan Hall live album and Unplugged at the Walls shout out how good an acoustic-ish Marillion are. What follows is their best album up to then since 1995 with sounds. Why are you laughing? just because of all my mistakes uh. some of my top tier faves on this love the podcast up to date now as well cheers to you both ben percy ben pignobi <laughs> it's such yes yes you can't get a better nickname that was that. a struggle that letter for you wasn't it sonia was <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a struggle I read so, out loud ben, for a i apologize time. for sonia's attempts of reading out your letter <laughs> I do apologise. <sighs> yeah. And I apologise to myself, who's going to have to edit that. I apologise to you as well. Uh, so the next letter is from Simon Hall, who uh, we we gave two nicknames to in the past. We did. Mr Porridge and Royal Albert. Yes. Yes. Which, uh, Royal Albert, I think, is self-explanatory. Yes, and Mr Porridge is a mystery. No, it isn't. It isn't. Simon we have Hall. this discussion no, every I, I remember, single time. I remember Simon Hall, Hall and Oates, Porry oh, Jones. That, yes, we have this discussion literally every single what time. What discussion? There's no discussion. I'm just telling you why, why it's not a mystery. Hall and Oates, I, Porry I, Jones. Yes, I know. You remind me every time. Well, then don't say it's a mystery. Remember, use your memory. Okay, let's, let's see what Simon has to say. Hello, Paul and Sanya. Hello. Mr. Porridge here, or Royal Albert. Seems like an age since I last wrote to you. Very glad to hear that your workload has picked up, Paul. Oh, okay, it's all getting a bit personal. Uh, <laughs> as much as I love my weekly dose of Beyond Pod, I'm more than happy to forego a few weeks while you're busy. 
and ill. In the end, it only means that Bianpod will last a bit longer. Hurrah! And anyway, despite never having really been much involved in the world of gaming, I have an Amiga, boo, uh, PS2 and Wii, and that's where I gave up. I found myself dragged into the ridiculous world of Digitizer. You're very silly What? People oh, my God. Hey, uh, yeah, we do have a YouTube channel, Sanya and I. Oh, oh, my God. Yes, we do. Which is very silly. It's very different to Bianpod. Yeah, we're doing some live shows in the summer, aren't we? I think we are. I'll... Uh, I'll link in the show notes for this episode and you can come and see us live and meet us afterwards, perhaps, if you like. God help The you. Marillion content will probably be minimal, if I'm honest. Might wear a Marillion t-shirt. Yeah, we might. Maybe maybe I'll chuck a little something in for Beampod. It's two nights. We're doing a, a digitizer weekend. Uh, I know that sounds ridiculous. It, it probably is. It's far too ambitious, but it's in July, July 28th and 29th. Um... Yeah. Come along. Come along. It it should be fun. It will be fun. Yeah. And you yeah. get to see. If you wear uh, a Biampod t-shirt, I will give you a thousand points because I always get really happy. She'll flash her boobs at you. <laughs> you find that amusing, do you? You find that amusing? Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to tell Do you them. really want it? Do you really want that to happen? No, I don't. Then. Yeah, okay. Not my eyes only. Exactly. Uh, do you mind if I flash something then? I flash away. Flash my balls. Oh, <laughs> what's happened to this episode? <laughs> what has happened to this episode? Oh dear, got tears in my eyes. I can't read the letter. Um, so, uh, Mr. Porridge says, I'm just here to pass a few words on less is more. Pass, to pass a few words. Okay, a bit toilety. Uh, in a previous email, I mentioned what I consider the four vanities of any band stroke artist. Those creatively stagnant periods where they decide to do one. Or, I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. Not, not anything Simon's done. Uh, the creatively stagnant periods when they decide to do one of the four following projects. <laughs> You're still laughing at your own joke. It wasn't really a joke, was it? <laughs> your own, oh, I hope it wasn't serious. <laughs> uh, uh, those creatively stagnant periods when they decide to do one of the four following projects. The acoustic album, less is more. The orchestral album with friends from the orchestra, the Christmas album, the collection of recycled gifts, mercifully only a fan club album. I don't think it was, though, was it? It was, it was, the, the reason it was called a collection of recycled gifts was because most of those songs had appeared already on fan club CDs, but it was released as a general album for everyone. Oh. Uh, and the covers album, as much as Meridian have released several covers over the years, the full-blown album has yet to materialise. That's true. That I, is a good point. They have not done a covers album yet. Fish has. Uh, we know. Yeah. I I wouldn't mind one, if just to, or if, if so anything, you, just to tick that box. Yeah. You know, well, you didn't want, box. you said you didn't want another acoustic album. I would have a covers but album. But you'd have a yeah. covers album. Uh, Interesting. Yes, I would. Uh, as a stopgap, only as a stopgap to tide us over between albums. Right. And how about an accompanying tour? Uh, I don't think, it, but I, here's the thing. I would, I'd be happy with it, but I don't think it would happen because of the reaction that, that when they did the covers and rarities night at the Meridian weekend, uh, 
Oh. All those years ago. People didn't like it. I loved it. Would they lose a ton of money because they'd have to pay the original artists? Well, well, yeah. 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 Maybe it wouldn't be worthwhile. Probably not worthwhile. Um, anyway, Simon says, <laughs> It's very rare that a band manages to raise more than an occasional eyebrow with any of these vanity projects, and indeed such is the case with less is more. Firstly, at least Marillion should be applauded for not just banging on the acoustic guitars, piano and bongos and playing the songs exactly as they appear on the original albums. The use of unusual instruments and rearrangements of many of the songs does at least make it worth giving the album a few listens at least. However, this album, more than any other in their catalogue to this point, quickly found itself gathering dust in my CD racks. A few of the tracks are okay, but in not one single case would I prefer the less is more version to the original. The problem with acoustic albums is often the same uh, as those god-awful slow-down piano versions of classic pop songs sung by waifish ladies that are so beloved of the supermarket department store Christmas adverts. They just sound so deadly dull in comparison to the originals devoid of any real dynamics. They try to sound more heartfelt and poignant by being stripped back and slowed down, but more often than not, the singer just sounds bored. Now, I love H's voice, as I'm sure any right-minded person does, Typically, he could sing Adele songs to me and I still wouldn't turn the radio off, which I do every time that mediocre foghorn that is Adele opens her pipes. I'm going to defend Adele. I've liked quite a few of her songs and I quite liked her last album. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't mind Adele. I don't mind it. Anyway. I didn't hear her latest album, but There's a couple of songs I got on her first I really album. Like. I know it's very polished and very... Mainstream. Know, mainstream and sort of designed to appeal to as broad an audience as possible. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Really liked it. Um, but A even H sounds a bit drained on several of the Less Is More songs. Maybe he was trying to be understated to match the less vibrant music, but nah, it just doesn't work. I tried the CD again after listening to your episode about it, but I haven't warmed to it at all in the intervening years. So, Sanya, if they do decide to do another acoustic tour, I'll wave at you from my sofa and watch one of the DVDs instead. Not Cadogan Hall, though. Oh. Loving the three new H and Barbieri tracks, though, I was also one of those with a ticket to see them in Manchester and was disappointed when the tour was cancelled for lack of ticket sales. No pleasing some people, says the guy who just trashed less is more. Uh, and I should be purchasing your latest opus, Mr. Biffo, too. Oh! oh. When I find the time to download and listen. I have had a listen to a couple of tracks on Spotify, but I need to purchase and listen pop- listen properly. I'll get there. Oh, by the way, uh, for some reason, the new album is on Spotify on a different Mr. Biffo artist account to your previous albums. Oh, that's annoying. So I'm following you twice, which is no bad thing, but I presume you didn't do that on purpose. Oh, God, that's annoying. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh I, I don't use Spotify. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I shall head off. The car won't clean itself. Keep up the marvellous work and keep up the silly and funny stuff. I came for the Meridian content. I stay for the silly stuff. You're both stars. Oh, thank you, Simon. That's really lovely of you. Yes. You lovely, lovely man. Yes. I've listened to your new album several times. Yeah, I've guilted so, you into it. So you I, can't now? be mean to me yeah, about I know you it. Have. I had it in the car yesterday when we were going to see the pissing pig. <laughs> Peterborough's Pissing Pig. Yeah. Triple P, that's what they call it. That is. Uh, it was in Peterborough. She's the star of the land. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go on about my album, though. There is a link to buy it if you want in the... Uh, or just to listen to it. You know, it's all on streaming nowadays. So, you know, if you want to give me zero 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 point one of a pence, 
and go and stream it. Sorry, I streamed it. <sighs> what what was I going to talk about? Oh yeah, right. So so uh, that letter was probably a bit all over the place, wasn't it? Between um, you know my attempts to read it and laughing at myself. Why are you staring at me? You're, okay, you're being really weird. And it, that's what's freaking me out. That's why I don't know. Oh, it's you're, my you're fault. You're playing with your it's hair and looking at me like like with your, ha- your chin touching your throat what? and playing with your hair like, like with your mouth slightly open. It's really distracting. Why were you doing that? I was listening to you. But I wasn't saying it. I was trying to think what I was saying next. Well, exactly. Every I time was... I glanced at you, it put me off because you were being well, weird. Well, lovely to know I have that effect on you. Uh, well, uh... Wow, what a lovely husband. Um, maybe you were putting me off because you were so attractive. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit. Okay. P- p- playing with your hair coquettishly. Oh, God, I don't think it was that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so, transatlantic, I suppose we better get onto it. <sighs> I, I, well, look, if you are sen- <laughs> if you are a sensitive listener that doesn't like negativity, switch off now. We'd had some wine. Not much wine. Not much Well, wine. I hadn't had much. Also, these were just recorded on our phone, so it's not great It's not going to be the best quality. audio. Uh, Although, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, and we would basically pause the video as <laughs> we were going through. You know, I think we lasted about 40 minutes, did 20. we? 20. Was it? No, we lasted longer than we that. We lasted 20. No, you said there's 20 minutes of Oh, there's notes. 20 minutes of recording, We lasted yes. longer than that. We lasted, yes, about 30 to 40 minutes. Yes, uh, and it was me that said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to watch anymore. You got very angry. You were passionate. Uh, red hot, fiery temper and sparks flying everywhere. Here's what I'll say before we play these voice notes. What I will say... I was trying to stay balanced. Well, I was trying to stay balanced at first because you weren't <laughs> that, balanced. That, that didn't work. No, you weren't balanced. Uh, you were worse than me initially. And then eventually I released Critical Mass. It was like, just kind of, why are we watching this? Here's what I'll say before we get into it. Uh, clearly the members of, of Transatlantic are having a lot of fun. They are. They're having the best they're time They're making ever. the music they want to make. The audience is having the, the best time. the audience time. is loving it. And there's clearly an audience for this stuff. Yes. And our opinion does not count. It does not count. It's, it's not anything we say in these voice notes. Discount. If you like Transatlantic, fantastic. Yeah. And the reason we did this is because I want to like Transatlantic, because I know lots of people do. I want to like them, and it frustrates me that I don't. So, Oh, so that's why you were angry. I think it's my frustration coming out. Right, you were just frustrated at yourself I've for not liking I've tried so them. hard now for 20 years to get into Transatlantic. 20 years. Well, you don't have to now, because they've split up. Well, yeah, until they do their next one. Uh, Next one, ten hour album. Yeah, they've they've ten some, versions of the same album. They've sometimes have big ten gaps, hours long, big gaps between their their albums. Um, so look, it's just frustration because I don't get why people like that kind of prog. I like the music. I like some of it, and I think that's why I get frustrated as well because there's big chunks. I like some of their sort of more poppy moments are really nice. Mm. Um, I mean, I did find the concept for the whirlwind, which, if you don't know, it's basically one long song. That if you look at the track listing, it's sort of broken down into about twenty shorter songs. So it lasts about seventy-five minutes, something like that. Uh, so it'll fit on a CD. 
and it's it's one song and when i looked up the concept of the song it was just like oh it's like about like you know the fact that life's like a bit turbulent and that for yourself and, and for others it. yeah that's what it says a bit weird uh, a bit bit of a weird quote wasn't it um and how you know comparing that to a whirlwind um so i mean you know okay not everyone's a poet um not everyone is oh, just i'm i'm just gonna dig a hole if i keep talking yeah anyway here's us watching the uh the whirlwind live show from i think it was from may 2010 the album came out in 2009 the show was uh filmed at the was it the shepherd's bush empire um oh was it or was it the kentish town what? forum shepherd's bush empire's tiny or the kentish town forum i don't know one of those places doesn't really matter it was one of those places it was somewhere in london uk uk um and Obviously, we're not going to play it all in real time. And we only get about 40 minutes into it. (laughs) Here's our voice notes from where we paused to comment on the on-screen action. So we're sitting here listening to and watching the whirlwind. The whirlwind. You hate fall. it. You literally said the words you hate it. You hate it. I no. I said I like the music. I do believe I said I like the music. Yeah, and then I do then. like I do like the music. I I did say cancel and delete after I said the word hate because I don't want to be putting that kind of energy out okay. into the world. Well, hang on, hang on. Yeah. What I replaced it with was I actually like the music. What I am not much of a fan of are the lyrics yeah. and the singing. The, 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 but, no, but, no, wait, wait, but, wait. Yeah, but what? I have found a revolutionary... A revolutionary? Have you had some wine? Not really, just a tiny... <laughs> just a, no, I haven't really. Revolutionary. A revolutionary new way of listening to and... Um, consuming transatlantic's whirlwind and that is by um coming at it from the perspective of it being a story like a stage play so not to not to take it as you know not to try and compare it to h's lyric writing and his songs and and merlion i mean the music is is good so I'm, it's fine the music i'm not going to criticize but I need to approach the lyrics and the singing as its own separate entity, which is so, which is, which is a stage play. A minute ago, they're telling a, a story. Ago you got up and you said you had to leave the room because it, the lyrics made you feel physically sick. No, they I, made me feel uncomfortable in my stomach. That's not what you said, you felt you you clutched your chest. Yeah, they you clutched your chest and said. Uh, I gotta get out of here. The the lyrics make me feel physically sick. I believe the words I said were, they create a discomfort in my stomach. No, you it's said physically sick. Don't deny it. It's a physical it. discomfort. Okay, did you or did it's you a not say? Discomfort. Did you or did you not say that Neil Morse's lyrics made you feel physically sick? No. I... Yes, you lie. You bloody liar. You're such a liar. I said they made me feel... You're such a liar. 
You literally said it. You walked out the room pulling this awful face going, they made you feel physically sick. I thought I might be on the brink of being sick, yes. Which is why you said they made you feel, I quote, physically sick. And then I thought about it for a minute and I thought... Now, that's being overdramatic. Okay, so you did say so it. I, so you did say it, so I, you admit you lied. No, I didn't. I didn't. You admit you lied. I'm pretty sure I didn't use no, those words. No, you did. You did. You said it twice. All right, let's not dwell on... Let's, <laughs> well, not, let's not dwell in the don't past. Don't lie, and then, then, then we wouldn't have to dwell. Let's not dwell in the past. Let's talk about the revolutionary new way... Revolutionary. Wa- revolutionary <laughs> new way of consuming transatlantic okay, music. Okay, yes, as a concept. And that is... Let's approach it as a stage play. Which it isn't, because it, which it fundamentally isn't, because the staging is about as dull as you know, humanly imaginable. Well, There's the, no costumes, no face paint, no... The, the, the most acting you get is Neil Moist... Moist? Moist? Neil Moist. Hi, Neil Moist. Hi, I'm Neil Moist. I'm here to solve a moiter. Neil Moist. Occasionally pointing at the audience. That's it. Occasionally pulls a funny face when he does a couple of power chords. And then you have got that other guy who's on, I don't know what ear. Maracas. He's not one of the guys that is normally listed as a member of the band. There's some young guy at the back of the stage, youngish, who's clearly in his own world with his ripped jeans and his surfer shirt and his sunglasses and stuff he's having a whale of a time uh and at least he's throwing himself around but frankly frankly you know if you're going to present a 72 minute concept piece about the whirlwind as a metaphor for life's turbulence i quoting that from neil morse's website if you're going to do that Present it as a fucking concept piece, not like... So you'd want, like, hurricanes blowing across the stage. Something, for Christ's sake, it's so rain dull. showers. Think about Brave. Brave, 72-minute concept piece. At least at least H dresses up and, you know, fannies about a bit. Well, this is how I'm approaching it. Um, you said that a lot. Yes, because I, I need to. I, I can't just sit and take it you in gotta... and watch it. I, I'm approaching it as... It's not necessarily an acted-out story. It's a told story. Right. And it's not I, meant I to be, be poetic. So yeah. anyway, we've, we're not halfway through yet. We're like... What do you mean? We're not halfway through? We're, we're a literally... A quarter of the way. No, that's not a quarter. I don't know if you, you've ever done maths, but we're, <laughs> we are we're really not even a quarter of the way through. We're, what, perhaps 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in tops of... Uh, 72 minute album that's not i'm gonna need all the help i can get yeah uh can we just point out by the way that uh peter avis is, is i'm sorry un- peter avis what peter avis mm-hmm. that was unnecessary uh <laughs> somewhat unnecessary also don't forget the last time you sort of denied that you uh missed miss said something on the podcast and now Turn out you were wrong do and you, I was right, man. <laughs> do, do you know what, Paul Rose? Yeah. I'm under no illusion that I'm ever right when I about remembering okay, things. Okay. I I always assume that I remembered it wrongly, but I've got to fight for something. Anyway, Peter Ravis uh, is unshaven. So. Yes, and which which is interesting because just yesterday we were discussing whether Pete have ever had ever had a beard, and you said Pete's always clean shaven during yes. the Marillion gig. Yeah, uh, apart from that first tour that he did, where he grew a beard in order to try and fit in, uh, because he he thought he was a bit too fit in pop. with all the other bearded members. Yes, such as 
well, they were all a bit, you know, they had long hair and stuff. Pete had sort of, I think at that point, shortish hair and was oh, a he bit w- pop, considered a bit pop, so he tried to make himself look a bit more... Rough. Rough. Well, also, Rothers had a beard. Oh, yes, uh, yeah. Rothers. Maybe Fish. he just wanted to be more Fish like had Rothers. a beard on and off. Right. Uh, all the others had long hair. Okay. So he he needed you know, something. He couldn't grow his hair down to his shoulders overnight, so he grew a beard instead. Stop shaving. So maybe you know he's growing a beard here to look uh, to fit in with the rest of Transatlantic, so he looks more like Christ. <gasps> anyway, let's carry on watching. <laughs> One thing I want to say about watching the video of the Transatlantic Incidentally, gig, we're about two minutes on from the last bit. Yeah, but it's something that stood out to me from the I, what we what I, the I other bits like we've watched bit, so far. Yeah, I really like I this bit. The bass. The bass is good. Bit, well uh, done, Pete. It's a bit Pink Floyd-y. But... Yeah, it's nice. Something I have to say, and this is to their credit, is like they really look like they're having the best time. And the audience, or at least the front row, I don't know how the people feel that are further back, but the front row are freaking loving it. They yeah. are just like they? at a party or something. They're having an, an awesome time. Is that what you, all you wanted to say? Yeah, I wanted to say like the band really get into it. Big Beyond Pod revelation, everyone. The front row club at rock gigs really love it. And no, I'm talking about the band as well. The band uh, look like they're really having the best time. Yeah, they do. You had um, Portnoy waving his uh, sticks at the audience, didn't you, just then? The only one who doesn't look like he's having a good time is Pete. He looks like he's really concentrating. Yeah, which, you know... Like, really, really focused. He's, he's with his unshavenness and his, his perma-frown... He, uh, yeah, he he's, he's a broody, mysterious fellow. Everyone else is sort of bouncing around and waving. And uh, something slightly annoying about Morse uh, is the, the fact that he'll, like, press one note on his keyboard and, like, pull a face like he's orgasming, frankly. You know, he, you know, it's like he's doing... What he's frankly doing is nothing more than I do in my day job when I'm pressing my keyboard. If I sit there kind of, you know, go, <laughs> while I'm typing, like, <laughs> script, I say, <laughs> it's like, he's not really doing anything strenuous or emotional. Because, okay, here's he's my issue. to express his joy at playing on stage. My issue, my issue with Transatlantic is it's devoid of emotion. I, I cannot connect emotionally with his music or these lyrics. There's something incredibly sterile, not sterile is the wrong word, but something incongruent about them. There's something really, really incongruent about, about Transatlantic. And I connect with music on an emotional level, and this feels like music that exists on a technical level, and they've slapped some lyrics on it and, and kind of gone, well, that do. I'd like to, I'd like to present a different view. I I actually really enjoy the music, and I'm not saying I don't I like the music. The, the music, but I don't I don't connect with it emotionally. I don't mind. No, hang on one minute. I said sorry. I'm taking that back. I said I don't mind the music. Fast sways of the music I can't stand. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, I can't. 
this bit that we were currently listening to until you paused and made me rant again. Uh, <laughs> well, that wasn't... Which, incidentally, this bit, according to YouTube, is the most replayed bit of the video. Oh, wow. So let's find out why. Let's pause okay. it again. Yes, all right. So something has just happened uh, during a section of the song, The Whirlwind, the 72-minute song, the whirlwind, mm-hmm. uh, and that is some audience uh, participation. Well, first the audience were told off. Okay, it's it's it's. I, you've clearly never Wait. been to a rock concert before. Portnoy uh, and any and port Morse. in Annoy. Any port in Annoy, very good. Um, Portnoy and Morse kind of tag teaming, sort of that very American, you know. Oh, when Mister Neil Morse tells you to rock the house, you better rock the house. Yeah. So uh, they did that. Uh, but again, it feels sort of very strangely incongruous with supposedly a concept album about life's trials and tribulations that just in the middle of a. Well, up uh, the thi- uh, not necessarily, Paul, because the lyrics that then followed the rock the house bit were um, something about something 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 until no one's left on the fence. Well, hang on, wait a minute. What... Which sound? Which sounded like it was about. The whirlwind, but it did get me questioning. It made it sound like he wanted people to be extremists. He didn't want anyone to be on the fence anymore. Wait a minute. I think. Wait. Wait. I don't. I don't think we should be commenting on what the lyrics are about because we're not really. I've got. I've called them up here, but we don't really know what he's saying. It could be from someone else's point of view. Blah blah blah. I mean, that's that, true. You know, that's a good point. Start sort of saying that Neil Morse is calling for extremists <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah, we're, knock on, them all down. we're on oh, slightly actually, dodgy ground no there. no you're right because he was talking about um make them believe their leaders are all mad or something similar okay we can't really hear the lyrics we haven't got them in front of us so maybe we should just avoid no what i'm saying is maybe that wasn't his i imagine that wasn't his personal point of view he was expressing the point of view of Someone else. Right, yeah, so get off his case. Yeah, I'm off his case. I mean, let's face it, I mean, H has just had to issue a bit of an apology for... Um, I know. That came today for uh, a few words for the dead at the Montreal weekend. Oh, no. gun at the audience. Um, oh. Some people who were there had perhaps had experience of gun violence and... Oh, no. Didn't take too kindly to pointing an AK-47 or having one pointed at them. Um, oh. So, yeah, he he, he has apologised for that. and um, So, you know, we can all... Yeah, I mean, that's true. We can true. all be judgy, can't we, Sanya? That's true. We can all be judgy. I wasn't being... You know. I wasn't being judgy. We can all be judgy when we don't know... What's going on for the person? I wasn't being judgy. You know, as I, I was... said in his apology, he said, you know, from his point of view, I, I it's a fake, he knew it was a fake gun. And, you know, in England, we don't really have an experience of... of uh, whereas you, you just come on and go, that song Neil Morse is singing, he's asking for everyone to be like a, an extremist terrorist. I didn't say terrorist. I said he seems to be promoting extremism by saying something something knock it down until everyone's off the fence yeah. i'm taking that back i'm taking that back and understanding now that he's probably expressing 
a point of view of whoever this is speaking well, in the story. It's about whatever. It's just anyway. Well, it's about the whirlwind. I just wanted to talk about the audience participation bit, which you wouldn't get at Meridian concert because, frankly, H and the rest of the band always seem a little bit embarrassed to be there. Yeah, they never tell us to rock the house no. down. Well, there's none of that. Okay, everyone on the left say, who on the right? We don't really get that. We we hold up tinkle lights. Yeah, we bounce some balls. And, yeah, bouncy balls, confetti. At at the weekend. Phone lights in the air, torches. We don't get all that. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Morse looks like the man from Modern Family. Oh dear. What's happened, Paul? I've turned it off. Why have you turned it off? I can't. I just can't. It is not for me. I've tried. Once again, I've tried. I mean, I don't even know how far into it we got, but it just gets to a point where it's like a build-up, like of pressure, of of irritation with with transatlantic. We got quite a way in. I think we were like half an hour into it. Yeah, no, half an hour into a. Well, yeah, that's what was there, almost another, halfway. Another forty-five minutes. Hmm. We did quite well. I'm proud of us. It's not really almost halfway, is it? There's another forty-five minutes to go. It's not really halfway. Almost halfway. Almost halfway would be like, well, how long? 72 minutes is the whole thing. I don't know. I don't even think we were half an hour. I don't know. I'm disappointed in myself. But it it gets to a point where I just get... But this is why I wanted to listen to it while we were doing something else, because Uh... as much as I don't mind... I genuinely don't mind the music. I just need, like something else to keep me my mind I occupied. Do just, like, you I know, do so not be, like you know, music. to be doing something else at the same time as listening to it, but not going for a walk, for example. Like there, it's gonna be bits of me the music I like. There's yes. bits of it that there's nice bits of melody. Yeah. But then it seems like in between the nice bits and the distinctive bits, it all just becomes this sort of samey brown gloop of sound. And it's not a jam. No, they're not jamming, they're playing the whirlwind. I mean, album. that is impressive that they were able to memorise a 72-minute piece of music, wow. like complex well, music. Memorium memorise seven hours for the three Yeah, I know, but they're weekend. separate songs. Oh, let's say, anyway, whatever, we'll talk about it more in the main podcast. Okay. Bottom line is, we tried again, and I just get to a point where I just can't handle it. It's just too, it's, I, it's too boring. It was your idea to do an episode on... Transatlantic. Well, that's it. We're done. Final word on Transatlantic. Well, they, they, I think they split up now, so... Oh, yeah. Or are on a long, <laughs> on a long hiatus I'm or really something. sorry to Pete, because yeah. I love Pete. He's, yeah, me he's too. one of the most talented bassists in the world. But, uh, you know, and I'm sure all the individual members of Transatlantic are very talented men. They look very uh, talented. They do, they do look very talented. They look very uh, I talented. I mean, if there's one thing you can say about Transatlantic is that they look talented. They do. <laughs> Why are you... What? They certainly look talented. Why are you laughing at that? 
<laughs> they definitely do look talented. Why are you laughing? What is so funny about that? They look talented. Yes, they do look talented. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> they exactly look talented as they're playing. They, they look talented as they're playing. Okay. However, <laughs> they look talented as they're playing. They However, sound talented. Okay. They sound talented as well as look talented. Okay, okay? there you, we is are. That what you meant? That's yes. <laughs> yeah, talented, but again, talented. Yes. I mean, I couldn't do it, but by the same token, I just think, yeah, talented with no taste. Oh. <laughs> okay, listen, if like, someone, his, like, his let's, ro- say, no. let's say a producer came in and took the bits that you liked out of the 72-minute long song and created a shorter, more su- successful. I've been thinking about version. this a lot lately. Mm. I've been thinking about a lot lately is that, that one of the things that I think successful bands have mm. is good taste, most of them. And I think Marillion, because we know they record hours and hours of jams. Yeah. And the, w- what gets onto the album is the stuff they selected. Mm. And that is as much... Because Marillion, by their own omission, aren't the world's most technically competent mu- musicians. But I think the secret to Marillion is, that, aside from the fact they are good musicians, but they, they admit it themselves. They're not like very... They're not virtuosos. Right. But they have great taste. Yes. They know how to select... The best bits. They know how with to edit. Mike Hunter's, with Mike Hunter's help. They know how to yeah. edit. And I think that is the key to a successful... Any successful album is picking out the bits that are just decent, you know. And yeah, I think skimming the, off the and cream this is, from this the is top. It. And this is what I get from Transatlantic is there's no fucking quality control. There's none. None. We've got a passionate Paul Rose. The latest album was like three hours long, released in like three different versions. There's no quality control there. Hello, less is more. I'm done. Right, so sorry about that. Sorry, sorry, transatlantic fans especially. We, really we sorry. We did try and we we tried to present a balanced view and not be just relentlessly negative because there are positives as well. Which are? I like the music. You do like the music. Your your issue was, is with... The lyrics, yes, more than the music, exactly. Because my issue is, I can ignore the lyrics. I just, it's the music, it's the the music. And here's what we were. I think I said to you, did I say this to you afterwards, or while we were, were talking about it? My issue is, is did I say this about the whole? It's about music curation and about. Oh, I don't know if you recorded it. Yeah, because here's what I realised. I think my issue is the reason why Marillion are great is because they don't just put everything on there. They edit. They edit and they've they've got good taste. I think you did say that, actually. Yeah, you did. I remember you mentioning taste. But I've thought about it more and I think that's the key to all great bands. When I listen to Transatlantic, it feels like, why didn't they just edit this down a bit? There's something I'd like here. There's something I'd like here. That's it. Mm. It's it's there, but it's just surrounded by so much bloat that mm-hmm. I can't get into it. Mm. 
uh, and that bloke feels like it, it it's there to sort of serve the 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 musicians. I hate to say this. I hate to say this because I don't know, but it feels like it's there to serve the musicians' egos to kind of show off and be virtuosos, which is why when I sort of said about how it feels to me incongruent and how I sort of feel when I listen to Transatlantic, I just it's a gut feeling of sort of fakeness because it 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 doesn't don't pull that face at me. What is that it's face? Like, I think, I think, yes. Yeah, so yeah, Did I just stop talking? <laughs> we may have already said this in our well, we voice were a notes. bit tiddly. Um, and in between then and recording today, we saw a big pissing pig that really <laughs> is about the only thing I can think about. So I've forgotten everything we said in our voice notes. Yeah. Look, I think I think the bottom line is we've probably covered Transatlantic yes. as much as we're ever going to on this podcast. So and we've got the wishing tree next. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I want to listen to Astara, which I think is the name of their second album. Oh. Uh, which, um, given that you don't like words, you'll be glad to hear that John Helmer, who I know you're not a massive fan of lyrically, uh, didn't contribute any lyrics to the second album. So there, it's just an instrumental album? No, no, album. no. It's Hannah Stobart, the, the singer. Oh, she wrote oh the wow. So this is going to be really interesting then. Maybe. Did she write any of the lyrics for the first album? I've got a feeling she may have done, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be curious to see how different it is from that first one. Well, yeah, I'm curious to see what your experience of it is as hmm. well. Yeah, anyway, I think that's probably enough for this week. Yeah. It's quite enough, isn't it? That, <laughs> I, hope, I hope people managed to i mean congrats if you look if you managed to listen to the end you deserve an award frankly and sorry Is for it, everything you're gonna give them that award at digitizer live in the summer <laughs> what award? no Paul, let's not flash my balls <laughs> oh god uh <laughs> I just mimed something at Sanya. <laughs> <laughs> something. Gee, I wonder what. Uh, right, that's it. Um, subscribe, tell people about us, blah, blah, blah. Be good, be kind, behave. Is that what I say? Be safe. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. It's been so long. Save the bees. Save the bees. Kill the flies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please. Uh, yeah, and if anyone uh, wants to write to us about um, the the Leicester weekend, once you've been, obviously. Yeah, what what are the dates for the Leicester weekend? This weekend, 27. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, oh. And also, if anyone's got any tips about how to keep flies out of your house, mm. um, I'd love to hear them. Or alternatively, how to get rid of flies once they're in your house. That would be amazing. Fly spray, but I don't like fly spray. No, you hate it, don't you? I wonder if there's like an essential oil that they don't like the smell of. Mm. I remember my great granddad used to wear I, I remember, basil leaves I, I, I minute, I behind his I ears. Wrapping up. Oh, sorry. And now you're talking about your great grandfather's basil leaves. He used to put a basil leaf behind his ears Did to he? keep the flies away. Oh, would that? What was the radius of the the terran? I don't know. I mean, it couldn't have been like very big. Few I mean, centimeters. Keep them out of his house. Few centimeters. Okay. Everyone will hopefully talk to you next week. Fingers crossed. Okay. Bye. Bye.